Yeah, that was, it was, it was enough of a scare where I realized that the, the urgency that I had wasn't high enough. Um, I, I liken it to, again, living in Alaska, um, you know, like you, we have bear encounters, like you're walking around and you could run into a bear and if you're not prepared, that's it. Right. And so for me in my uh -huh. business, kind of, you know, metaphorically speaking, I ran into a bear and I wasn't prepared. And, um, yeah. I realized at that point, like I, I have to be a lot more prepared. I have to be a lot more urgent with my success. I need to propel things and get things done faster. Um, cause I wasn't expecting that to happen. That was something that happened regardless of whether I was aware of it or not. And it could have happened again. And so I was of the mindset that, you know, I was going to do everything I could do to make sure that it didn't happen again. They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Welcome, everyone. I'm so grateful today to introduce our guest that we have. We have a special guest for you, and he has an amazing story, as you know, all of our guests do. And so his name is Jerry Feta, and Jerry is a owner and founder of Wealth Dynamics. It's a company that helps financial educated families so that they can build wealth and navigate their economic futures with certainty. At just 28 years old, Jerry ran a multi-million dollar business with his wife and staff and is a net worth millionaire. Wow, that is such a big, profound thing. So Jerry, welcome to the show today. And we would love to hear your story. We know you didn't start there. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, Donna, thank you so much for having me on. So um, definitely didn't start there. It was, it's been uh, in, in this business and industry, it's been about a 10 year journey almost for me. So, um, you know, I grew up uh, in, in Alaska, actually, I was born in Montana, moved to Alaska when I was a kid. And um, we live kind of out and I call it the sticks, right? So kind of out in the middle of nowhere, my graduating class had like 62 kids in it. So um, it's really been uh, a lot of learning and growing for me, you know, as you mentioned, stories. Um, mm -hmm. I've been able to, uh, to have a lot of story packed into a very small amount of life up to this point, which I'm very thankful for. Um, but a big part of my story is, is, you know, finances. It's what I do now, but as a kid, um, you know, it was something that, that my family was not well off. So I was a, a food stamp kid, uh, food bank, free lunch at school. Uh, never knew it at the time. Like it was just kind of normal for me. Um, but my family struggled with money when I was eight. You know, I remember watching my mom and dad lose the house. We got the car repoed that same summer. Uh, we were homeless for a couple of months as well. Um, and so that was kind of, you know, that young age seeing, you know, the negative impacts of money um, and, and what they can do in someone's life and then having to 
uh, really confront that and overcome that. And then ultimately now I'm in a business where I help other people do the same thing. That's pretty amazing actually to go through something like that, you know, at such a young age and those are really impressionable ages. And for you to go through that and then be where you're at today, it's just amazing. I love that you, obviously you probably worked through some of that, those issues, because I'm sure there was some probably energy. I'm, I'm all about energy. I do energy work too. So I know that there was probably some energy stuck in that area as well when you were younger. So did you have to work through that process? For sure. You know, growing up, uh, kind of the decision that I made about money was that it, it was a, it was a problem, right? Um, you know, it caused problems and therefore it was a problem. So I looked at it as, you know, a, a topic that was kind of negative. I didn't want anything to do with it, um, which was odd because growing up, you know, you go to school to get good grades so you can get a job so you can make money. And so for me, the whole point of the game was kind of meaningless and pointless. Um, so that was that was something I definitely did have to work through. Um, and, and it didn't come till later. I remember at, at 17 or 18, you know, deciding I wasn't going to be involved with money. I, I literally made the decision. I was not going to participate. Um, someone had taught me it wasn't backed by anything. I don't know why at 17, that meant something to me, but it did. And I was like, well, if it's not backed by anything, why am I going to work for it and trade time for it and do all this stuff? Um, so that definitely was a, a, a number of decisions that I made, as you said, energy got focused on making those decisions that I did have to. Um, really, you know, overcome and, and look at what is the reality of the situation and, and what are the facts, regardless of how I felt about it, and really start to work towards some solutions. Right, right. Wow. Now, I know that you also had some really traumatic things that happened as you were growing up as well. You're an adult, but a young adult. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. So when I was, uh, I think, 21 or 22, uh, my mom passed away with cancer. And at the time I had been in the financial industry for a couple of years. Um, she was actually my first client. So good old mom, like I sat down and she was the first one that was oh, willing wow. to take a shot. I with love me. that. Yeah. So that was very cool. So I was helping her, you know, with her retirement accounts and her investments and um, kind of the cliche, right. Is when we turn 60, 65, we can retire and we're doing all this stuff to build up to that point. So my mom turned 60 and uh, a couple months after her birthday, she was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer. And um, six months later, she passed away. And so for me, you know, as a, oh as a, goodness. yep, as a 21, 22 year old, that was definitely a loss. And, and it was kind of added to the fact that it was kind of a, it shook my universe a little bit as a professional too, because the, the target age, if you will, of 60 was where I was trying to help people get to. And my, my first and number one client, you know, passed away at 60. So I really was, you know, dealing with that and also that well, we're, hope, we're hoping people live this long. What if they don't? And how do I help them regardless of that? Yeah, that was probably a pretty profound experience. Like you said, it's kind of what you're dealing with. So tell us a little bit more about your business because you, you said at this point you were in business a couple of years mm. and, and your mom's your first client, which I love that. Our moms are so wonderful to kind of support us. And then, um, you know, so, so where are you at at this point in your business and, and how did you kind of get through that process to kind of keep going forward? Yeah. So really I was a couple years in, um, so I, I was probably two or three years into it and I was doing this part-time. So something I was doing on, on evenings and weekends and trying to get the business up and running, 
um, during the day, I was actually a, a pizza delivery driver. Um, so I used to be a, a head personal trainer at a gym. And when I made the decision to start my business, um, I realized I couldn't put energy on both of them. The training job was, was a lot of demand. The business was a lot of demand. So I really did just need a job where I could clock in and pay the bills and leave. And so I looked at the pizza job and I was like, all right, cool. I'll do this during the day. And then I can run my business at night and get it built up. So I had been doing that for a couple of years and it really, it was slow going. And when my mom got sick, this was one of the turning points for me. When my, my, when my mom got sick, um, probably a month before she passed, she came up to me in the kitchen and she's like, Jerry, are you ever actually going to make money in this business? And, <laughs> and I, it, it hit me cause she's there dying, you know, a month away from, from passing away. I didn't know at that time it would be that soon, but she's concerned about my business and if I'm going to make money and be successful. So for me, that was a, it was a wake up call again, but also a turning point on, on realizing like, yeah, this is something I am going to be successful at. Um, and then deciding, you know, and, and really making that decision then that no matter what, I was going to make that business work and I was going to, you know, turn it into something that my mom would be proud of. I love that. Sometimes, you know, situations like that, profound moments where you make a decision, don't mm -hmm. you? Just like, yeah. this is what I'm going to do. And, and really in business, that's what it takes. It takes a, a moment in time to say, I'm, I'm taking this step. I know this is the direction I want to go and you just start moving forward. Mm -hmm. So as you were at this point and you now know that you want to really progress forward, how did you progress forward so fast? Uh, so that, that was another, you'll see my story has lots of just, you know, me, me doing things that weren't smart and then realizing the, the outcome of it. So, um, at that so time, share, us, share with us some of those experiences. So yeah, yeah. So at that time do. I was still, still getting educated and licensed and learning. And so even two to three years into it, there was a lot of groundwork left. So I finished the licensing up and then um, once I had that, I think I had the the idea that people were just going to come knock on my door and want to do business with me, which wasn't the case. It doesn't ever work that way. I didn't know about marketing and promoting myself and and acquiring clients. So, you know, I was like, well, why am I not making money? And I I, I started looking around and I, I realized like I didn't have, you know, as I was at the time 20, 21 years old, 22 years old in that range. I didn't have a lot of credibility. I wasn't financially successful myself. Uh, my parents weren't either. So it wasn't like we had kind of like a name in the community where people would be like, oh, these are the money people, right? And so I was okay. looking at like, well, how do I sit down with someone that's 40 or 50 or 60 and talk to them about money when I'm 22 and I don't have any experience? And so um, at the time I connected up with, you're probably familiar with Dave Ramsey. Um, yes. And so I became mm -hmm. an endorsed local provider with him for investing. Um, I was living in Alaska, but the territory I got with him was in Minnesota. So I was commuting back and forth from Alaska to Minnesota every couple of weeks. And um, that really helped get traction for me. But what happened for me, what really was the turning point on growing the business was um, the last trip that I did down to Minnesota, right before we went down, my wife's car broke down. Um, we had a VW Passat. It broke down, you know, $2,000 repair. I didn't have a ton of money back then. So 2000 was a lot. And so that was basically what I had in the bank. And that was what I had set aside for my trip down to Minnesota. And so instead, Ouch. we spent it on the car. Um, I opened up my first credit card, which, you know, Dave would have freaked out if he knew that. But, you know, I opened my first <laughs> credit card and I bought a one-way ticket to Minnesota and a rental car for like three or four days. And basically, I knew I had to go down there and close business or I was not going to be able to come home. 
And um, that was kind of the gravity of the situation. And I, I was there for the entirety of the time. And I think the very last day I had not closed a single sale. Uh, my hotel room was about to expire the next night. It's February in Minnesota, so freezing cold. And my rental car had already expired. So I had budget rental car calling me saying, hey, this is called theft. You were supposed to bring your car back. <laughs> we're going to call security. <laughs> oh, no. So I was sitting in my hotel room, just like, holy crap. Like I, like I, I, I'm a financial advisor too. So I can't call one of my clients and be like, Hey, I ran out of money and I'm stranded in Minnesota. Can I stay with you? <laughs> yeah. so I didn't know what to do. And I really, I looked at again, what was happening. And I was like, all right, I have two appointments left. I have to close the sale or I'm not coming home. Um, because I can't afford to. And again, mm -hmm. I made the decision, like, I, I will never let this happen to myself again. Um, mm. Just the situation was so bad. It was the reality was I was, you know, a few hours away from being homeless in Minnesota in February with no way to get back to Alaska. Um, and so I went out and I closed the final sale and I did get it got the company to advance me the money, got my plane ticket, got home. And for me, that was enough. I was like, that's, wow. <laughs> that's as close <laughs> as I want to get. <laughs> you ever want to get again yeah. so you went from from literally nothing and now you're a multimillionaire from yes. your business yes so are you in the same business or did you shift i'm in the same business i did a lot of um adapting with it so it's it's the same industry same general purpose the company name and brand is different the services are different um but it's still along the same line Okay. Okay. Are you still with Dave, Dave Ramsey? I'm not. No, that was, that was one of okay. the changes we made. <laughs> I think he's very good for the position I was in. I didn't know how to budget. I didn't know how to pay off debt. Um, I didn't so know really anything helped. about anything. And so it was a great place for me to get my footing. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're teaching that to other people, <laughs> that's right. really important to have. Yes. So I really love that. So um, can you share with me a little bit more about your kind of journey from from this point now home and you're saying I'm never ever going to be in this position again so that was your propelling moment to kind of really push you forward yeah that was it was a, it was enough of a scare where I realized that the the urgency that I had wasn't high enough um, I, I liken it to, again, living in Alaska, um, you know, like you, we have bear encounters, like you're walking around and you could run into a bear and if you're not prepared, that's it. Right. And so for me in my uh -huh. business, kind of, you know, metaphorically speaking, I ran into a bear and I wasn't prepared. And, um, uh -huh. I realized at that point, like I, I have to be a lot more prepared. I have to be a lot more urgent with my success. I need to propel things and get things done faster. Um, cause I wasn't expecting that to happen. That was something that happened regardless of whether I was aware of it or not. And it could have happened again. And so I was of the mindset that, you know, I was going to do everything I could do to make sure that it didn't happen again. So the, the, from that point, we actually moved to Minnesota. <laughs> I was, I was like, I'm not doing the commuting thing again. That was too scary last time. <laughs> I don't blame you. So we, we moved to Minnesota and, uh, basically at that point, you know, I, I, I didn't like what happened, but I realized because of the danger I was in, it gave me a certain urgency that I didn't have before. And that urgency did cause me to close business, which was successful. And so I realized that I could artificially create that urgency by putting myself in situations intentionally that forced me to perform at a higher level. So we moved to Minnesota, um, sight unseen. We didn't have an apartment, didn't have a car. 
didn't have an office. I had a list of a hundred names that I got from Dave Ramsey and I, that was it. So I basically got down there. didn't have anything going and just got on the phones and started calling people and setting appointments. And it was, it was safe because I was there and I was choosing to be there. It was different than the hotel room thing, but it mm -hmm. still was like I was hanging by a thread. Um, and so for me, that intentional risk that I put myself into caused me to step up and perform because something bad could happen again. And uh, mm -hmm. the result of that was at that point, you know, things really took off. Great. So, so now you shift from Dave Ramsey and his kind of helping him or it was helping you too, but, and, and you created this business, which is Wealth uh, Dynamics. So tell us about Wealth Dynamics and what, what exactly you're offering for people. Yeah, so Wealth Dynamics is really an evolution on what I what I originally was doing with Dave Ramsey, right? And that's a lot of, you know, at the time, basic financial education, budgeting, paying off debt. Um, really, I liken it to becoming solvent. A lot of families aren't aren't solvent, and and so that's kind of a, a step towards becoming financially free. Um, so that still happens, but our focus really is financial freedom, and. For me, I define that in a couple of ways. Um, the first one is, uh, you know, passive income that exceeds my savings, expenses, and taxes, and that basically allows me to stop trading time for money. And that's the definition for me of financial freedom. Um, by doing so, that allows me to then fund abundance and prosperity in all areas of my life. And that's what we call it wealth dynamics. Is all of the dynamics in someone's life should be wealthy, and it will take finances to do that. And so that's a big part of what we provide is we help people financially be in a position where they can live the life they truly desire um, without having to be, you know, financially a slave to a job or trading time for money or even money itself. So do you, is it mindset that you're teaching them? There's some mindset involved for sure, but the, the, the actual physical services that we offer are actually like financial, um, you know, services, investments, and different instruments that will help someone get there. Um, so we're very big on education, and, and I think that's what's lacking in, in a lot of um, financial households today is just we don't ever, we don't ever get taught about money. Um, you know, we go through school and college, and no one ever sits down and really shows us how this stuff works. So we do a lot of that and a lot of mindset. And then we also look at, okay, these are the right tools that you should be using. Here's how they work and here's when you should use them. And so we call it the blueprint. We actually line people up with their own financial blueprint and, and that way they can follow step-by-step. Step. What do they need to do to become solvent? What do they need to do to start acquiring assets? Uh, how do they start getting passive income? Uh, how do they become a, a net worth millionaire like I am? How do they become financially free where they don't have to work anymore if they don't want to? And um, we have a number of actual services and investments and different tools to help people get to each of those levels. That sounds awesome. So do you actually help them like learn how to invest their money in like stocks or is it, is it a bunch of different things that you kind of Yeah, there are, there are a lot of different things. One of the things that we don't do is stocks. Um, so okay. when I was a financial advisor, I, I learned enough about that. And I, I kind of liken it to when I delivered pizza, um, the, the pizza joint I worked for, they did not clean their kitchen very well. So after mm -hmm. working there, I would never eat there. Cause I knew what went on back there. <laughs> and, and it was kind of the bad. same for me. <laughs> it was kind of the same for me with stocks after seeing as an advisor behind the scenes, as an insider, what goes on in that, that area, uh, I would never go back to it now. 
Um, there's not, you know, the metaphor of it's not a clean kitchen, right? So we do a lot of uh, gold, silver, life insurance, real estate, private lending, small businesses, um, just alternative asset classes. And really a lot of the stuff that we do, it's focused on real assets, tangible things. And a lot of them are actually historically, um, they take precedence to the stock market. They existed way before we ever had stocks. So that's, that's kind of more the line that we that. focus on. Great, great. So it sounds like you got a lot of different avenues that really can help people succeed. You know, it sounds like real estate and, and, you know, being able to know where to put your money and what to do with it and, you know, things like that as well. And of course, if you start young, it's a lot easier than starting when you're 60, like you said. So, so are you gearing towards the older generation then, or is it kind of anyone? Kind of anyone. We typically get a lot of um, kind of mom and dad in their mid thirties or forties with kids. And, okay. and those are a lot of the people that are, are trying to do the right things. They're putting money in the 401k. They're putting money towards their house payment. They're trying to manage their debt. And so we take people from doing the, trying to do the right things to actually doing things right. You know, these are, these are things that we might get taught or advertised to, but are they really the real things that we should be doing? And so that's the conversation we have. And we base that off of studying historically, you know, what are the things the top 1% of wealth have been doing? Um, Cause that's, that's what's made them successful. And if we copy and mimic what they're doing, we're going to get similar results. So we work with a lot of people on that group. Um, we do get a lot of like millennials, like, you know, 20 something, 30 something year old people that, uh, you know, we, my age group, we grew up, we saw the tech bubble happen. The mortgage crisis happened. The European financial crisis happened. Uh, 2020 happened all before the age of 30. So yeah, <laughs> there's an crazy. entire generation that, that knows something is off. And so we get a lot of people in that age group too, that are looking for an alternative place to put money. Great. Great. So if somebody was wanting to sit down with you and actually get this analysis where you look at their stuff and, and be able to, you know, kind of help them find ways or what they need, maybe some areas that they need to work on, how would they go about doing that? Yeah. So if someone wants to sit down, they can schedule a time with one of my teammates and we'll, we'll go over a consultation with you, um, which is completely free and just kind of look at where are you at with your finances? Where would you like to be at? But most importantly is what's your next step, right? So if I'm trying to get from A to, to Z, that's great. And we want to know that. But we also want to know what does B look like? Because I've got to go from A to B first mm -hmm. before I can go from A to Z. So that's mm -hmm. really the focus of that. And that's the benefit of doing that blueprint. Um, and so we can schedule a call and, and, and help people figure that out. So are your blueprints custom to each customer? They are. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a general system. Like everyone is going to uh -huh. be going in the same direction, but everyone's finances look a little bit different. And so to that respect, it's kind of like, going to a doctor, all of our bodies are the same. So generally medical advice is going to all be similar, but everyone's got a different condition they're in. And so it's going to be geared towards the condition that that person is in with their finances. I love that. I love that. So I know you also have a freebie that you have. It's a blueprint of financial freedom to financial freedom. It looks like. Yeah. And, that's my, uh, my new book. Oh, that's your new book. Okay. Yeah. I apologize. I just thought it was just a like um, document that you send. So, so tell us about your book. So I just published this and I've got a copy of it here. 
Um, so this, this is the uh, blueprint of financial freedom. Let me see if I can pop it up there. There, there we, we go. <laughs> the blueprint awesome. of financial freedom. And um, I published this in 2020, I actually wrote it in about two weeks and got it published. And it was just almost 10 years of worth of, of what, what's been in two me from weeks? being in this business. Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks. Wow. Um, That's amazing. That's amazing. You, yeah. you know how many people want to write a book and you took two weeks to write it, but you know, it sounded like it was so front and center of your mind. You probably just were like, just dumping all the information. It was just there. Yeah. So I love that. It was, was kind of like I already wrote it. I just hadn't put it on paper yet. Got it. Well, that's exciting. So that, it sounds like they can actually get that for free. Is that right? Or yeah, is it so just chapter the, one? The first chapter of that book, you can get a free copy of that um, awesome. with the link there. And if you could post that in the show notes, people can click on that and go I there. will do that for sure. Yeah. You bet. I'll make sure we post that in the show notes for them. And then if they wanted to get this um, kind of, business analysis or whatever you want to call it. Um, how would they go about finding you to be able to set up something like that? Yeah. So if you go to our website, you can actually schedule a call with us. Um, so if you go to wealthdynamics.com, um, so that's the word wealth, D-Y-N-A-M-X.com. And uh, you'll be able to click and schedule the time to do your own blueprint call. Awesome. Great. Well, this sounds wonderful. I think everyone should do this. You know, we all need to and want to be financially free in our in our lives and and be able to do the things we want. So, uh, you know, if if any of you that are listening don't have things in order, do need a little bit of help, I I would say absolutely go to somebody that's actually proven it, doing it. He knows how it feels not to be there. He's there now and he's actually proven it. So that, that to me says it all because it's the ones that have actually, you know, are there that can give you the, the knowledge that you need to be able to do it yourself. So Jerry, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. At the end of my shows, I always ask, what is the one thing that made the biggest shift for you or the biggest transition to go from dead broke to a millionaire today? Like, what was that shift for you? What was there one thing you did or something that somebody else could do if they're going through the same thing? Yeah, that's a good question. If I had to, I mean, there are probably several things. If I had to narrow it down, I would say, I think this was maybe when I was 20 or 21 years old. I, I was driving in my car one day and I realized it because I was working on a lot of self-improvement and mindset. And I, I realized for me, that I had been I had been successful at a hundred percent of the things that I put my mind to. Now, with that, sometimes I put my mind to things and didn't realize I did. For example, I say I want to wake up at six a.m. Set my alarm for six a.m. Yeah, I decided to wake up at six, but alarm goes off. I hit snooze. I made a new decision to snooze, which I successfully did. And that's sneaky. I didn't realize that at the time. I was like, well, dang it. I didn't wake up at six and I'd beat up on myself. And then I realized, no, 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 wait, I decided to snooze and I snoozed. So I have to really look at my decisions preceding what I have happened because my outcomes always, always follow my decisions. And that was a game changer for me. Um, it's one of the, the mottos that I live by now. I just call it do it anyways. I'll be successful because the things I didn't want to do, I did them anyways. And I'll be success unsuccessful because the things I should have done and didn't want to do, well, I didn't do them anyways. And those moments add that. up and there's still moments of success, whether they're good or bad. 
I really love that because I actually have on my little nightstand next to my bed, it says, just do it. Just yeah. do it. Don't talk about it. Just do it. So thank you for sharing that. That's a great little tool or tip that we could use to, you know, just claim it. It's yours. You decide. So, you know, claim whatever it is that you decide. And if you want it, you'll succeed. So thank you so much, Jerry. This has been a really fun conversation. I really enjoyed having you on the show. Enjoyed talking to you and excited to check out your stuff as well. And I know my listeners will be um, also. So thank you for being on the show today. Absolutely. Thank you, Donna. This is Donna and this is Power to Grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon and this is Power to Grow. Thank you.